0: Hello, and welcome to episode number six of the Abundant Living Ecuador podcast. We are catching you on a second consecutive gorgeous day here in Loja for our podcast. It is also, again, on a Friday, so looking forward to the weekend, although working all weekend. Um, We have a great guest for you today. We're here with Alex Casillas. He is a bilingual architect and developer uh, here in Loja. He spent a good portion of his life in the States, uh, worked for KB Homes, did developing there, worked as a project manager on, on many projects back in the States, came here nine years ago and has been doing developments and working as an architect in Loha since. Um, so we're he, we wanted to give you some insight into uh, the current environment for business, for construction, um, and give you some insights into building and prices and and those sorts of things for somebody who does uh, so really high end and and excellent work here in Loha as a architect and developer. So thank you so much for being with us, Alex. Well, thank you for having me. Um,
1: yeah, so we're you know we'd also like to, you know, based on Alex's background give you a little bit of an idea of from his perspective what it's like having a family here, some of the lifestyle benefits of living here in Loha, and anything else that he'd like to talk about. So, um, why don't we get started Alex with um could you touch a little bit on construction costs in the area? I know you have a a couple of projects that you've done here in Loha as well as some other ones that uh you're just starting and some that you've recently completed.
2: Um, yes, well Lately, the costs have gone up, um, but we're looking at around a uh, selling price for about $1,000 a square meter, which is about $100 a square foot, approximately. Um, building costs are a little less than that, but it all depends on uh, your price of land. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Loja, we're looking at land for sale from $300 $400 a square meter in the, in the urban area.
1: And then, uh, have you done any projects outside of the urban area? Uh,
2: in Malacatos, uh, custom homes, uh, very uh, much like the ones we see in uh, the States, Okay. Uh, three, four bedroom homes, uh, isolated homes.
0: Just to give um, some a reference point, so Malacatos is about 35, 40 minutes away from Loja, it's a warmer climate. For many Lohanos, they use it as a second home destination, vacation destination. Uh, it's semi-popular as well amongst foreigners. Amazing climate, you know, it's like seventy to eighty basically all year round. Um, it's a place where uh, a lot of upscale, semi-upscale construction takes place.
1: Sure. So construction cost and. Um I know that you have a project going on, a building going up in, in, uh, in Rodriguez Vite that was yes. relatively recently. It's new.
2: a higher end, uh, barrio, uh, neighborhood, uh, called the Rodriguez Vite. Uh, and I've been building there for the last four years actually. And I do like a, a 150 square foot duplex, small apartments, uh, medium homes. They go for a higher end, uh, customer and, uh, that's kind of where I like to work at, mm-hmm. the higher end here in Loja. There is a lot of competition in the lower end homes, so that's the main reason why I stick up here.
1: All right. And is that new project? Is that apartments, condos, uh, single family homes? What are you? What are you doing? Uh, I
2: usually uh, multifamily, mm-hmm. where there's uh, in the small in the small projects there's four five six apartments of different sizes um usually two three and sometimes four bedroom condos sort of and what are you retailing those for uh in a, in a broad range anywhere from 80 to two hundred thousand. going back to the thousand dollars square foot right a square meter sorry Right,
1: And just to also um, give you all who are listening a reference, that's the most sought after neighborhood in the city of Loja. So that gives you an idea of how economical those prices are, even on the high end. And what did the land go for?
2: Land is rather expensive. Um, that is about $400 and up a square meter. Okay. So a piece of land of 700 square meters. Which will fit five or six condos? We're looking at about two hundred fifty to two
1: hundred eighty
0: thousand. Okay. Talk a little bit about what your experiences are currently in terms of the the business climate. Um, you know, there's there's some concern out there certainly, and and you know we've felt it ourselves with. New regulations, new laws, new taxes. I'm sure your input costs have increased over the last couple of years with mm-hmm. with the taxes that have come online. Um, I I know some developers have, you know, stopped developing, have gone other places, even just to other um, parts of Ecuador where where it's a little easier to get things approved, where they don't have the green space problems and so forth so talk a little bit about the climate are you still finding the margins are there to you know obviously continue your work and obviously i mean obviously you're still developing but talk a little bit about how you how you're um dealing with the current climate uh, as far as regulations and those things to be honest it
2: hasn't affected me personally that much because i work with a different not the main population client Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends colleagues that have thrown in the towel Um, I haven't suffered that much because I only work maybe 5 to 10 apartments a year and I establish a relationship with my past clients where most of my newer clients are referred from them so it hasn't been that difficult margins yes they have uh, decreased um, utility wise yeah. but uh but it's still fairly decent to work at this level i know at uh, economical homes it isn't that easy but uh but we'll just have to wait to see if uh political changes arrive
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do you have any concerns about the current environment at all are there things that have been talked about that could happen that you know might make you change that there opinion or
2: is- There is a lot of speculation. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually kind of not pay attention to most of it anymore, Mm -hmm. Um, even that there won't be a dollar around anymore. You hear a lot of rumors. Um, Unfortunately, some have become a problem. Uh, For example, banks aren't lending at this moment in time. Um, I myself I had a credit line for maybe 180 280 uh, a phone call away because of my past record and working here the last nine years <laughs> lately it's not easy to get a, a credit for maybe more than a 50,000 even with that record so in that um, part of business it has become more complicated
0: Yeah, um, so let's dive in for a second to a little bit of your past. Um, so you were in the states for a long time. You came back to Ecuador. What made you decide to move back to Ecuador? And you know, why, why are you here?
2: <laughs> Main reason is a family. To be honest with you, my first child was born in uh, California. He was five when we moved back. I got to know my kid when he was five years old. Because you know what schedules are like a commute. I would leave uh, home six in the morning. Won't make it back till seven o'clock at night. Uh, my baby was asleep. Right. Uh, we work on Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. Right. And so I, haven't, I didn't have any time with my family. That is the main reason we, we moved back. Schedules here are, and distances, they're accommodating. Um, I get to have lunch with my family every day, spend weekends with them. Um, that's the that's the main reason I'm here. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, and I have three kids now, uh, and I get to actually be part of raising them, spend time with my wife, spend time with uh, even the family members I don't want to see. <laughs> They're there. <laughs> um, but that, uh, family life, family life, friends, um I get to uh, share many of my hobbies with uh, other friends, with other people. I get to meet newer people. There's just that that more amount of time where you can share with other people or you can just have for yourself.
1: Yeah, I know that's one of the things that we love most about being here is just not only, not only the extra time that you get, but the extra time that everybody else around you gets. You know, I don't have children myself yet, but I really enjoy, you know, waking up early in the morning on my way to work and seeing parents taking their kids to school. You know, that's pretty cool and something to look forward to.
2: Yeah, uh, there's been many times where I see you maybe Friday night. You're like, uh, I'm driving around and you're there and I get to say hi for a minute. It's just that that type of
0: ambient. Yeah. Yeah, those quality of life things might be my favorite other than the natural beauty and in the like local food that's really good like fruits and vegetables and stuff yeah. the the quality of life stuff is is exceptional here um, from my perspective as well it's one of my favorite things about being here
2: yeah like
1: I was just in Vilcabamba showing a property I don't know maybe twenty minutes ago I just got back on the way back I got a fresh coconut water and you know a couple of mangoes I maybe paid I don't know less than three dollars for that. There's no way I would be able to do that at home. Like
0: by coconut water, he means they opened the coconut and stuck a straw in it. Not, right? Not you know, not a bottle. <laughs> not in a bottle. Not in a bottle. Right.
1: Fresh out of the coconut, and they had it in the freezer, like a, a beer refrigerator was very very cold. So
0: yeah, no, those things here are fantastic. I you know I had similar. I was also you know not seeing my daughter when I was living back in the states and in school and working and, and, you know, it's very stressed out. I was making the point in a previous episode that it's just hard to be stressed out here. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously you can be stressed about things in your life, but I just mean on a day-to-day basis in terms of just being stressed out, running around, lots of pressure. just, it's, it just doesn't really exist. I don't even know if you could put that on yourself if you tried here.
2: Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Most of the time, well, there are problems at work. There's problems at homes. There's always something. But there is a time where you can put them aside and, like, focus on the good things of life. It, it, it's not overwhelming. You can always make time here. There seems to be um, just this enough space for you to forget your problems at least once in a while. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things, and um, you may disagree with me, Alex, but one of the things that I think gives people like Alex an advantage is, here and would give people an advantage who decide to come here and open a business is that, um, not a ton of people in this part of Ecuador are doing projects like Alex does to international standards. And, you know, there certainly are, and there's, and there's other, other really good developers in Loja, but Alex stands out. And when you, you know, when you walk into one of Alex's apartments, you, you could be in that, you know, it could be Paris, it could be New York, it could be anywhere, um, and I think you know part of the reason that Alex is still going strong in his projects and and has those clients that he was referring to is because he does work to that level of uh, you know expertise. And I would that's one, another interesting thing to me about Ecuador in general and specifically this part of Ecuador is that if you have a good idea or if you have something that you know you want to do, you're probably not going to have a ton of competition at those high levels that you know, hopefully you're bringing to whatever project you're into. I mean, I think that's really part of Alex's success um, here as a developer in Loja and gives insight into other opportunities along those veins, whether it's construction or anything else that you want to do here. There's not the same degree of competition and there's not necessarily the same standard if you were in, you know, a truly international city.
2: Um, No, I actually agree. Uh, It is easier to excel here, I believe. Um, if we you come with a vision, especially from somewhere else, uh, you apply it here, you can find the resources to make it happen. And then if you stick to your convictions, do it well, um, you can probably excel over the rest of the competition and actually pretty easily.
1: Right. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well, too. I think part of that is tied to what we were talking about before with the quality of life and family life and things like that. People are not necessarily as focused on work in general um, like they are at home, at least from my perspective. And you might disagree with this. It just seems to me as though Most people kind of take the approach is, you know, if I can, you know, work just three or four days a week and, you know, I have enough money to, you know, take my kids to the water park on the weekends and, you know, have a little bit extra to go have a couple of drinks with my buddies, it's not really important to, you know, go that extra mile in business.
2: Um, Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I mean, it's Friday afternoon. Uh, you can probably find most of your friends just about ready to have a
0: drink <laughs> or a Thursday afternoon or Tuesday night, getting, getting prepared for Friday. I mean, we joke like the, there's one, there's two days a week. Well, really one, there's really <laughs> one day a week, you know, Loja is a fairly navigable city in terms of driving. There's not a lot of traffic, most places you can park, but there's a certain section of Loja, you know, downtown Loja, where parking can be, you know, not super difficult, like if you're from New York or something. But, um, but you know, it, parking is at more of a premium. Well, Mondays in Loja, you can park anywhere you want. And you know, me and me and Darnell, have, you know, have an ongoing joke about that. I Means nobody works. It's just yeah, like right. an extra day of the weekend. <laughs> like, maybe have, you know, maybe if you've eight, got a
1: four day week, like four day week, three day weekend <laughs> every week, right.
0: And you know the parking is very indicative of that. So it's just there's just uh, it's a different it's a different show here. You don't have that. It's like you know that American ethos, and I assume yeah, I don't know maybe it's less so in Europe. I haven't spent a lot of time there, but that American ethos of you know work, work, work. You know the harder you're working, uh, you know the, the 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 sort of better of a person you are. That's just not not the ethos here at all. It's more family and and you know uh, other things.
1: And for the most part, I mean, nine times out of 10, that's, that's a good thing, unless mm-hmm. you're trying to get things done, and then sometimes it's- <laughs> then it can be
2: frustrating. But you find how to get around it. For example, if you have to be somewhere at 3 o'clock, and someone's got to give you something at 3 o'clock, uh, don't be there. Be there at 3.15, and you'll receive it on time. That's, that's Darnell's
0: strategy as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've totally acclimated to the whole Ecuadorian time thing, and... It's working. It's working out. It's working out. So,
0: Alex, talk a little bit about um, the process. So, you you want to uh, let's say build a, an apartment building. Um, obviously, you've got to buy the land. But let's say you've bought the land. Now you've got to go through the various agencies for permissions. Talk a little bit about that process, the time frame involved. Um, you know, is there extracurricular stuff you've got to deal with? Are you, are there, are you going through side doors, or is it mostly all through the front door? Um, you know, give us, give, give our listeners a little insight into that that process. Um, sure, uh, it is time consuming. Uh,
2: process takes a while. You can't expect to actually get started, uh, like on a project, maybe six months after you buy the land. Uh, of course, you have to take in uh, design time. Um, engineering time but the process in the municipio yeah. uh, city hall yep. municipality <laughs> it takes a while and it it's frustrating usually uh, any part of the process take you a week or two to get your first design approved and then uh, your final permit. and then once uh, once that's done and you start building uh, your inspection and stuff like that it, it'll take a while you have to take that into into concern when you're building. It, it'll be part of your budget. It takes a while. It probably doesn't take me more than a year to get a project done, from beginning to end. But taking account those six months of the uh,
0: design, design and permits and stuff. So basically, almost six months to pr- to get ready. To prepare. Six months to to do the work. Yeah.
2: So I'm usually buying the next piece of land six months before I'm actually ready to. Start, start working um another thing is with the new mayor in town uh things have changed they've become a little more strict there's nothing going on under the table anymore mm-hmm. um everything's up front process is actually cleaner it's a little a little a lot more expensive but things are getting done right um, but so, yeah, in quicker
1: same. or compared to how no, you might do longer. things
2: before, longer yeah. it takes longer. That's why those six minutes, those six months, is probably what you're looking at. But it's it's fair. I mean, we all have to pay the same amount of taxes, and it's just
0: the way it works now. Yeah. Would you say that's, from your perspective as a developer, personally, been an improvement or a or a detriment?
2: Coming from the states, it's an improvement. But I was kind of spoiled for a while where if I wanted to start building three months earlier, I can make something arrive and I would get my permit three m- sure. months earlier. Not anymore. Okay.
1: So, so no more back per- doors.
2: No, yeah. no more. No more. Not that I know of.
1: Yeah. Well, keep looking. You might find <laughs> <laughs> So So um, moving back to more of the personal stuff you were talking a little bit about here having the time to spend with family and you know being able to be part of your kids life more often or more than you were able to in the states um, talk to us a little bit about schooling and medical care. That's one thing that we hear a lot about from people who are considering moving here, who have kids. You know, those are some of their two biggest concerns coming from the states. I know Jesse's got a daughter who is in private school. He's very happy with the schooling and also the price. What's What's that like for you? Where are your kids in school? Um, my
2: kids are in private school, and it's uh, one that's local, close to home. It's a very good school. Uh, education is much better than maybe 20 years ago where, where I studied for a while. I was here for first grade for about three months. I mm-hmm. uh, hated it. But uh, it was a different type of education. Now they're a little more up to date. They, they have the technology to uh, teach your kids just about at the level they uh, learn in uh, the United States. And in many cases, even better. Um, we we're very happy. And uh, I, we you establish a good relationship with your school. You can go to it. You can talk to the teachers anytime you want because of the of the more time you have. Um, prices, uh, they run about $150 a, a month per kid, um, which is pretty comfortable for the type of education you're getting. Uh, yes, they have to wear a uniform, which makes things uh, actually little easier at home right um, kids love it kids love it uh, there seems to be little less discrimination sometimes in school than I noticed in uh, in parts of the states where I lived of course it depends on where you would go mm-hmm. um, since the classrooms are small uh, most of the parents know each other kids kind of seem to get along better so which is good, which is good. Um, my child, my older child, he's been doing great. Um, math especially. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> uh, the but architect. at the level at the uh, <laughs> at the level where uh, he's receiving education, he's actually been in second place, second place two times, two years in a row, uh, nationally oh, wow, in wow. math contests. Oh wow. Which speaks very good for the school he's at. Sure.
0: Absolutely. Very, very good for his
2: parenting, I might add. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, and how, you, three boys, right?
2: Three boys. And three boys. what are their, how old are they? 14, 10, no, actually
1: 14,
2: 11, and 9. Okay. And uh, we get to share a lot of stuff. That's Just good.
1: And... Uh, Talk a little bit of, to the people about, about hobbies as well, too. What do you do in your free time when you're not building?
2: Um, I'm building cars. Building. I, I love uh, old cars, uh, classics. Uh, I never get to finish a project. Uh, I just sold my last Camaro, 68 Camaro. Just sold it because uh, it's just easier to get things done here. Uh, it's uh, even, in some point, cheaper. So I was working uh, on this last car for the last three years. Uh, some guy showed up, wrote me a check, and the car left the garage. Yeah. And um, I
1: remember seeing that when you first got it and we were starting to work on it.
2: That was a while back, yeah, yeah. Because um, you, right? you had a
1: 70 too, right? Yeah, had 68 and a 70.
2: And I have the 70 at home. Okay. And uh, I've been uh, buying and selling uh, cars just because I like it. Uh, newest hobby I'm into right now is uh, the side by side racing. The those Polaris, they're they're like four wheeled motorcycles.
1: Yeah, right, four wheelers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh.
2: And we just got a chance to make a new track here in Loja, uh, and we've been racing those uh, with a bunch of friends, and it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And there's just so many places you can go. There's so many back roads. Uh, you can grab the car and like. Leave Loja for two, three days just on, like, secondary roads. And you get, to, you get to know all these different places, all these small towns that are around. And it's great. It's great.
0: I mean, there's, there's no suburbs of Loja. I mean, the surrounding area of Loja is extremely rural. So you're in a city or you're in rural, and that's five minutes from the city. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of trails that people go on behind our land where the water treatment plant is.
2: It's uh, there's a big group of motorcyclists um, of ATV riders and people just grab their toy thing, uh, weekend leave Saturday morning and maybe come back on Sunday night there's just so many places you can go and never actually be on pavement
1: and then uh, what Alex left out is that they recover and rest on Monday and then go to work on Tuesday
2: <laughs> very productive <laughs> but right.
0: still get homes still get built so. yeah. still get built <laughs> Yes. by you anyway yeah, yeah, right. um, talk a little bit about I mean obviously we've covered some of the differences between the states in here are there things you miss from the states are there things that you wish you had here or, or is it all, all peaches and cream
2: uh, my wife actually misses the states more I mean there's not a mall here um, you can't go to the nearest Target or Walmart uh, she misses that a lot <laughs> Uh, She she likes to shop. (laughs) She she loves shoes. This just in. So we actually uh, try to uh, take a vacation uh, to Florida, which is the closest place, uh, once a year. We actually do most of our shopping there, like clothes and maybe a helmet, shoes, and all that stuff. Um, Because things are things that you may be accustomed to easily getting or buying. Is not as easy to get them here, and they're that much more expensive. Uh, That said, that's just about the only thing you can miss. Um, There's like there's a movie theater here. There's a there's some there's like a super maxi. Super maxi is like a a supermarket, a large supermarket supermarket where you can can get anything you need and it's readily available. Um, But it's at a very small scale. I mean, there's one around um that's just about it Mm, maybe the beach we miss the beach (laughs) sure i i do as well
0: yeah i mean so the international it's like you can get almost any product you want here but if you're talking about like international shopping as far as clothes Uh, electronics kind of high-end stuff you know watches things like that yeah it's tough it's tough here that that stuff you're not going to find and if you do find it it's going to be you know quite a bit pricier than you than you'd get in other parts of the world
2: first necessity uh, you can get anything here and easily yeah,
0: and outside outside of Loja, I mean, in, in the major cities, of course, you will find the malls. You will find those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, Cuenca is three hours away, and it's like a very large, small city. Um, you can find everything there, and it's uh, it's, it's pretty big. You can find uh, just about any store you want.
1: Yeah, sure. and yeah, all kinds of world-class services. We actually got all of our um, our suits tailored. We bought all the fabric that was international quality fabric, and, you know, we had a uh, a tailor who was trained in Spain make the suits for us. It came out to be about $400 a pop for a custom suit. So those are the kinds of things you can get in Cuenca. And also in larger cities like Quito and Guayaquil, they have all the shopping that you would expect to have in any other major city in the mm-hmm. world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, those price discrepancies. It's like, you know, a pair of Levi's here is maybe twice as much as it would cost back home. And, you know, I'm wearing... The equivalent of what would be like a $2,000 suit back home. That if I we have different memories on that, I yeah. think it was more like two or three hundred, but even if it was yeah. four, well, I um, mean,
1: 400 with the tailor, yeah, yeah. The fabric was the fabric, I think it was maybe 80 dollars $80 a square meter, or excuse me, a meter, and we and it was like three and a half, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I mean Something I like that. yeah, I mean I we were out the door certainly under 400. It might have been less than that. Um, you know, I think so it's, it's about
1: 280 in fabric if so, I'm not mistaken.
0: So it's just an interesting um, you know, it's interesting that way. It's like a lot if you have things made, you can have them made usually for much less than you'd be paying in the states. If you're buying an imported good, then it's going to be pricier. So there's just an interesting dichotomy there when you're when you're, you know, for purchased it for purchased good back to the to the classic car hobby uh it's a fairly good example
2: parts for my car like uh, a windshield or something for my camaro was expensive because i would have to import them but to get the paint job done to get all the all the hand labor done on the car was rather inexpensive so things kind of even out even in that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a great example
0: I mean, in our process, furnishing our office, we we were kind of frustrated with the uh, inventory and the price. And so we just had everything made and it came out fantastic and it came out cheap compared to what we would have paid um, back home. But we just had everything custom made as opposed to buying it imported. Right. Whereas at
1: home, it would have been the other way around. Getting something custom made would have been through the roof and buying something you know that was you know that we could just go in the store and pick would have been much cheaper in comparison.
2: Yeah, a custom kitchen uh, can't run you less than maybe 15, 20 grand in, in the states. You can get it for a third a third of that much here, right? Yeah. With
0: granite countertops and everything. Absolutely. What um what are your th- what are you feeling uh, how are you feeling about the real estate market in general these days in loha is it cooled off a bit is it a buyer's market seller's market are um, you know where's the supply and demand at prices are things moving quickly what what have you noticed recently in in loha it has slowed down it has um, like I said
2: before it hasn't affected me much but I know a lot of friends and colleagues have not been able to sell a property for the last six months maybe mm-hmm which uh, hasn't happened before. Um, we're Everyone's kind of just waiting what's going to happen for next year to see if uh, politics are going to change. Um, a lot of the import taxes are supposed to go away in the next eight months, um, but we're not sure. sure. Um, in the meantime, I know that land hasn't been able to sell. You can't sell a piece of land right now. Um, even at a good price. Although I can't find one that's at a good price. <laughs> We're here but to help. Yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Great. That too. But it has slowed down. In yeah. A
1: little bit. And what would you attribute that to? What are you hearing from other colleagues, other builders?
2: What are um, some of the concerns out there? Government. Mm-hmm. Government policies. And uh, even if they don't affect you directly, um, the rumors, the speculation... Will make a, it's like a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh, banks right now are not lending like they were six months ago, um, so that affects m- most businesses, especially in real estate. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, a lot of the boom, uh, relative boom that Ecuador has experienced over the last I don't know I don't even know how many years it is eight years or so, mm-hmm. um, really can be attributed largely to credit expansion. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago where it was impossible to get a loan. And then it wasn't that long ago where everyone could get a loan to some degree, not like the States, it's much easier in the States. But but still, a lot of people could get loans, high interest, uh, you know, the loans here. But it, it certainly is concerning to me, maybe not in the long term. And from my perspective, it's actually probably a good thing. But it's a bit concerning to me, as you mentioned the banks really are reigning in credit right now so it's much harder to get a loan right now than it was six months ago um, and I think a lot of Ecuador's economy and construction in business and in anything outside of government is um, largely um, tethered to you know levered to to credit so it's it's an interesting time in Ecuador I think you know from my perspective being in real estate And looking at it from a foreigner's perspective, it's really an interesting time to be a buyer because, as you said, not a lot of things are selling right now and even at good prices. And so as a a buyer, you can come in and really find some great deals on land. Um, in Ecuador right now, because of some of some of those things, and obviously as you mentioned, you know, uncertainty is a killer. So when there's rumors, when people are not sure what the policy is going to be, a lot of times that causes inaction. And I think you know, I think you nailed it. That's kind of kind of where we're well, at.
2: I agree. It it is definitely the moment to invest if you're bringing income from an from a foreign country. Um, you can find deals if you have the the amount to uh, purchase. And um, if, we, if we're a little patient, I'm pretty sure in a year or two, at the most, things will change and all of a sudden you'll be, you'll be making a lot of money. <laughs> uh,
1: the other thing connected to that, and I'd like your feedback on this because I've heard this from a couple of other people. Um, does it help some cert- certain deals to get done if people are doing, say, uh, a cash transfer for a property and that's taking place outside of the country?
2: Definitely. definitely. Um, I myself would uh, rather receive payment um, outside of uh, Ecuador, and I know most people would. Uh, So definitely if you can uh, have it wired to somewhere that that doesn't come into the Ecuadorian bank,
0: um, it's a plus. It's an advantage. And part of the reason for that is Ecuador has a 5% tax on money transfers leaving the country. And so, you know, for that reason, many people prefer to receive their money outside of Ecuador and not have to worry about being taxed if they want to move it around.
1: So yeah, a couple of things to keep in mind uh, if you are in the market for properties here in Loja or in the uh, general vicinity, uh, some things to keep in mind, some great information that Alex has shared with us about construction cost, about his personal life, which uh, we really appreciate. Anything else you want to add, or that we should touch on? And
0: Alex, any closing closing thoughts? <laughs> um, no, no. Um, just
2: to uh, just to conclude, um, people seem to be very happy here. Um, I know I am, and and uh, pretty sure it would be a welcoming place for
0: anyone that that spent some time here. Alex, we very much appreciate your time. Thanks for being... Oh, hold on. We uh, we got to plug you. We, we completely forgot. Alex, is there a website they can find you on? Is there a phone number, email um, you want to give out? Um, I would say to anybody who's you know coming to ecuador and thinking about doing doing a project here whether it's you know building a home or doing something on a larger scale you're you'd be in very good hands uh, with alex as your as your architect project manager whatever um is there is there information
2: you want to um, give yeah thank you it could be uh, directly to my personal email um alex alexcasias l a l e x c a s i a s @hotmail.com um or my phone number my cell phone 099 And um, I'd be glad to help in any projects you're interested.
1: Excellent. Well, yeah, I apologize for not offering you the the opportunity to plug. So, Jesse, (laughs) thanks for covering me on that one. Uh, We appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week with a new topic. Uh, Until then, have a great weekend, and thanks again for joining us.